Second Chronicles chapter number 34. We're talking about once we discover now uh, the purification, as far as the purification of the saints, once we discover all this breed that we have, we got to do something about it, okay? Now, verse 15 says, And Hekiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Now, he finds it. You won't be able to find what really God has for you or who you are until we remove that debris. We got to remove the debris from here. This is why Satan plays in the mind. It's full of, it's, the mind is full of mess. It's full of mess. Think about our own individual selves. Think about the things. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Think about some of the things that we think, some of the thoughts. Think about them. And see if those thoughts of, the, of God are, are they fleshly thoughts? Are they lustful thoughts? Amen. Uh, uh, is God, the Holy Spirit, coming close to home? <laughs> coming close to home. See, and people do not want us to, do not want God, because we all, all we do is deliver what the message, what the messenger say. People do not, we all been there, we all done it. Do not want God to uncover us. But we don't know, understand, we're already naked. God already exposes us, okay? So, so here it is. Now, once you find that, now once you remove all that breed, they found, they found the word of the Lord. Now, uh, let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. Keep your place in 2 Chronicles chapter 34. And let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 31. To let you know, let you know now, they found the word on the inside, right? Now, because see, when we show, when we tell you this is where it is, then you'll not, you won't have people to misguide you. You'll know for yourself what the book say. okay? Now, uh, Jeremiah chapter number 31, looking at verse number 33. Now, verse number 33 says this, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, what does he say? I will put my law in their where? Inward parts. In their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Nobody can use the excuse. Well, I don't know. I never know. God says in his word, he says in his word, he has written it in the inward part. That means the word of God is written on the table of our hearts. So there is no excuse. Well, the preacher didn't tell me that. My mama didn't tell me that. My dad didn't know. The Bible says God has already written it on the table of our heart. It's already written. So there is no, no, as Dr. Manner said, there is no negotiation when we stand before God and we say, God, I don't know. God says, yeah, you did. I wrote it on the table of your heart. All you have to do is remove that debris. You know, you got to remove that mess. That's what the Lord says. Now, look at this. Now, we can't use nobody for an excuse. Now, verse number 34 says this, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, watch this, know the Lord, for they shall what? All know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for
for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. There's two things we want to look at. Now, first of all, God is saying this. Now, you don't have to worry about going to your neighbor and going to your brother, telling them, so you, 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 need, you need to get another Lord. You, you, you need to get saved. What the Bible says right here, he says, for they shall all know me. God, everybody, some form of fashion, knows that there is a God. They may deny him huh, and go about their own way, but God says all of them will know him. They will know him. Why? He didn't wrote his word, and he is his word on the table of our hearts. So there is no excuse. But what God is going to do, and, and this is what's coming down the pipe, forget about Trump, forget about the administration, forget about the White House, and we worry about, worry about when Jesus is on his way back. Because the thing is, there's got to be a purification. Because if we want to go back with him, he said he's looking for a church where I'll spot a wrinkle. See, I thank God for the blood. Because I know I got some spots and I got some wrinkles. But with the blood of Jesus, he smoothed every bit of that out. And so, therefore, we've got to begin to walk in the will and the way of God. He said, now listen. Then he says, I understand this. He says, he said, for I will forgive their iniquity, your sins. Then he said, I will remember their sin no more. That's another problem people have. Well, I done done too much. God can't forgive me. But he said, he'll forgive you. The only people that goes fishing is we ourselves. We, of course, we got other people that will go fishing. They get, they, they'll get the fishing pole out, and they'll go fishing in, 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 your, in your reservoir, pulling up your stuff, but they forget that they got a reservoir too, and they got a, they've got a fishing pole too. And they go, they throw, they throw that rod on the head, they come pulling that mess up. It's not there. God has put it in the sea, and it cannot be found. There is no way you can throw something in the river or in the sea and the depths that it is, and you can reach down and get it back out. No! God has done away with all that stuff. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Because the Word of God says this. If you don't forgive others, God says, I'm not going to forgive you. See, some of these scriptures, we move over. We've got so much hatred in our something. And what gets me is sometimes these are saints. They're supposed to be Christians that got so much hatred in their heart. Now, if God says, you can't forgive your brother and sister that you see every day, how can you say you love me? There's no way you can say you love God. That's what the Word of God says. So we've got to learn to forgive no matter how folk treat us. Treat us. The thing we've got to remember is this. One day, Christ is going to call me home, and I've got to have my mess together. Just like Sister Leslie. Sister Leslie was here with us just a couple of months. But over a week ago, God called her home. Unexpectedly, she's found dead. So the thing is, we don't know when God is coming back for us. So allow him to do the purification. Is it easy? No. Does it feel good? No. It hurts. Trials, tribulation, all that stuff hurts. Purging, purification hurts. How else are we going to get it out? You get to put some fire to it. Sometimes them trials, my God, feel so rough. I mean, the fire is rough. But you know what? Fire will burn up sin, too. Because God is a consuming fire. That's what his words say. So, so we have to understand that there is no excuse for, for serving God. 
Oh, a worshiping God. There's no excuse. I didn't know that. Yeah, you did. God says wrote on Caleb by heart. All we got to do is get, remove the debris. Got to remove, remove that. Now, going back, we're almost done. Going back to Second Chronicles, chapter number 34. What happens now when I discover all of this stuff in the purification? God says, okay, first thing, you've you got to get the object of worship back. God is the object of our worship, nothing else. Number one, we have to get God back. We worship everything else. Why? So we can include other folk because they don't worship. No. Well, even that's going against God. God said worship him and him alone. It's what the Bible says. And then we've got to remove, we've got to remove that debris. You know, those images, those things that's in our mind that stunts our spiritual growth. Now, and after we do that, then we have to make a decision, well, what am I going to do? I've got to acknowledge, okay, God, I've, you know what's amazing to me about David? Even though David sinned with Bathsheba, if you read that text closely, the first thing he said was he had sinned against God, and God only had he sinned. But he didn't have Uriah kill the man's wife. But it did not say nothing about Bathsheba, nor did it say anything about Uriah. He told God, he said, I have sinned against you. That's amazing. He didn't deal with the, the, the natural sinful issue. His thing was, God, I've sinned against you. Why? Because he removed God and he took on the desires of his flesh. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Whenever we take on the desires of the flesh and we remove God and put God to the side, then we're really sinning against God. That's how deep the Word of God is. All we got to do is take time and, and, and meditate on what the Word of God is saying. And, now, and then verse number 19 in Second Chronicles, chapter number 34 says this, And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the Lord, that he rent his clothes. And verse 21 says, then he says, go inquire. He gives some instructions. Go inquire of the Lord for me and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not done what? Kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. Now, we have to make a decision. The king made a decision. When they discovered the word of God in the temple, we're talking about in the natural, historical, when they discovered now the word of God and they read what was there, immediately they went to a place of repentance. People's hearts are so hard now. The, you, we can know that the word is speaking to us, and we can know that God is pulling on our heart, but we will still sit there and say, no, not today. Well, not today could be your very last day. So we need to uh, uh, come to that understanding and say, okay, God, I understand what you're saying. I know what your word says. Purify me, God. Purify me. If it means we have to stand alone, as the saints of God, then stand alone. Because right now, you know what the world is? The world wants all of us to settle for a compromise. Can't do it and not walk with him. Can't, you can't compromise. 
you got to call black, black, white, white. When it comes to the gospel, there ain't no gray area. Dr. Manley did, and, and we're closing, Dr. Manley did an altar call yesterday at the funeral at uh, Sister, uh, Sister Leslie. And afterwards, I, you know, and praise God, somebody did get saved because he spoke to someone later, you know, afterwards, and while they were all eating, and, and he was talking to someone, and this young man got saved. But I, I, I was, this lady, this another minister from another location, she was saying, she said, well, I knew that at least two people, God had revealed to her that at least two people were supposed to came, got up, and, and, and accept Jesus Christ. And then she said this, and you know me, when it comes down to the book, you know Dr. Man, when it comes down to the book, we're going to tell you what the book says, right? No matter what we think, we're going to tell you what the book says. What well, this, this minister says, you know, at our church, we, uh, our, our bishop tells us to close eyes. And if you want to come to Jesus, or you, you got some issues, you raise your hand while everybody's got their eyes closed. She said, so he won't bring no embarrassment. I said, well, can I tell you what the Word of God says? I said, the Word of God says this. If you are ashamed, meaning God, of me before men, he said, I'm going to be ashamed of you before, before God and the holy angels. So why should I tell somebody to close their eyes so nobody won't see that you're crazy enough to know that you messed up and still don't want nobody to know you messed up? Excuse me, what's wrong with that picture? God says something different. God says, you're ashamed of me if you can't acknowledge you need me. You're ashamed of me. That's what the word of God. See, that's where all that false teaching comes from. Close your eyes. So nobody else, you can't tell who raised their hand so they need to be saved. Right, let me tell you something. Today I got to say, I want to tell everybody. I want everybody to know. I want the work told everybody got saved. Right, I have been, I thought, let me give you a private testimony. I thought I had been walking for God, walking with God for a long time. I'm still out there going out with the young people, booting, dancing, and everything else, club and everything else. Me, me the teacher. Me the Sunday school teacher now, Sister Sandra. And me out there, I'm out there partying with the young folk. And, I, and, 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 and my pastor didn't tell me I was wrong. He might have been somewhere clubbing too. I don't know. But he didn't tell me I was wrong. But I was wrong. But when the word convicted my heart, then I come to the understanding, no, I can't be doing this. Because I am an ambassador for God. I'm one, I represent God here on earth. Now, if I don't look like the world, then who's going to save who? Who's witnessing to who? That's why it's dangerous to get hooked up with somebody that's unequally yoked. Because next thing you know, you're going to be going the way they're going. And if, they're, and, 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 and if they're in route on that way to hell, then that's where you're going to. If you're not strong enough. Second Chronicles chapter number 34. We're talking about once we discover now uh, the purification, as far as the purification of the saints, once we discover all this debris that we have, we got to do something about it, okay? Now, verse 15 says, And Hekiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Now, he finds it. You won't be able to find what really God has for you or who you are until we remove that debris. We got to remove the debris from here. This is why Satan plays in the mind. It's full of, it's, the mind is full of mess. It's full of mess. Think about our own individual selves. Think about the things. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Think about some of the things that we think, some of the thoughts. 
Think about them. And see if those thoughts of, the, of God are, are they fleshly thoughts. Are they lustful thoughts? Amen. Uh, uh, is God, the Holy Spirit, coming close to home? <laughs> coming close to home. See, and people do not want us to, do not want God, because we all, all we do is deliver what the message, what the messenger say. People do not, we all been there, we all done it. We do not want God to uncover us. But we don't know, understand, we're already naked. God already exposes us, okay? So, so here it is. Now, once you find that, now once you remove all that debris, they found, they found the word of the Lord. Now, uh, let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. Keep your place in 2 Chronicles chapter 34. And let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 31 to let you know, let you know now, they found the word on the inside, right? Uh, because see, when we show, when we tell you this is where it is, then you'll not, you won't have people to misguide you. You'll know for yourself what the book say. okay? Now, uh, Jeremiah chapter number 31, looking at verse number 33. Now, verse number 33 says this, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, what does he say? I will put my law in their where? Inward parts. In their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Nobody can use the excuse. Well, I don't know. I never know. God says in his word, he says in his word, he has written it in the inward part. That means the word of God is written on the table of our hearts. So there is no excuse. Well, the preacher didn't tell me that. My mama didn't tell me that. My daddy didn't know. The Bible says God has already written it on the table of our hearts. It's already written. So there is no, no as Dr. Mamma said, there is no negotiation when we stand before God and we say, God, I don't know. God says, yeah, you did. I wrote it on the table of your heart. All you had to do was remove that debris. You know, you got to remove that mess. That's what the Lord says. Now, look at this. Now, we can't use nobody for an excuse. Now, verse number 34 says this. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, watch this, know the Lord, for they shall what? All know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. There's two things we want to look at. Now, first of all, God is saying this. Now, you don't have to worry about going to your neighbor and going to your brother, telling them, so you, 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 you need to get another Lord. You, you, you need to get saved. But the Bible says right here, he says, for they shall all know me. God, everybody, some form of fashion, knows that there is a God. They may deny him huh, and go about their own way, but God says all of them will know him. They will know him. Why? He didn't wrote his word, and he is his word on the table of our hearts. So there is no excuse. But what God is going to do, and, and this is what's coming down the pipe, forget about Trump, forget about the administration, forget about the White House, and we worry about, worry about when Jesus is on his way back. 
Because the thing is, there's got to be a purification because if we want to go back with him, he said he's looking for a church where I'll spot a wrinkle. See, I thank God for the blood because I know I got some spots and I got some wrinkles. But with the blood of Jesus, he smoothed every bit of that out. And so, therefore, we've got to begin to walk in the will and the way of God. He said, now listen. Then he says, I understand this. He says, he said, for I will forgive their iniquity, your sins. Then he said, I will remember their sin no more. That's another problem people have. Well, I done done too much. God can't forgive me. Well, he said, he'll forgive you. The only people that goes fishing is we ourselves. We, of course, we got other people that will go fishing. They get, they, they'll get the fishing pole out, and they'll go fishing in, 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 your, in your reservoir, pulling up your stuff, but they forget that they got a reservoir too, and they got a, they've got a fishing pole too. And they go, they throw, they throw that rod on the head, they come pulling that mess up. It's not there. God has put it in the sea, and it cannot be found. There is no way you can throw something in the river or in the sea in the depths that it is, and you can reach down and get it back out. No! God has done away with all that stuff. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Because the Word of God says this. If you don't forgive others, God says, I'm not going to forgive you. See, some of these scriptures, we move over. We've got so much hatred in our something. And what gets me is sometimes these are saints. They're supposed to be Christians that got so much hatred in their heart. Now, if God says, you can't forgive your brother and sister that you see every day, how can you say you love me? There's no way you can say you love God. That's what the Word of God says. So we've got to learn to forgive no matter how folk treat us. Treat us. The thing we've got to remember is this. One day, Christ is going to call me home, and I've got to have my mess together. Just like Sister Leslie. Sister Leslie was here with us just a couple of months. But over a week ago, God called her home. Unexpectedly, she's found dead. So the thing is, we don't know when God is coming back for us. So allow him to do the purification. Is it easy? No. Does it feel good? No. It hurts. Trials, tribulation, all that stuff hurts. Purging, purification hurts. How else are we going to get it out? You get to put some fire to it. Sometimes them trials, my God, feel so rough. I mean, the fire is rough. But you know what? Fire will burn up sin, too. Because God is a consuming fire. That's what his words say. So, so we have to understand that there is no excuse for, for serving God or, or worshiping God. There's no excuse. I didn't know that. Yeah, you did. God says, well, on the table of our heart. All we have to do is get, remove the debris. Got to remove, remove that. Now, going back, we're almost done. Going back to Second Chronicles, chapter number 34. What happens now when I discover all of this stuff in the purification? God says, okay, first thing, you've you got to get the object of worship back. God is the object of our worship, nothing else. Number one, we have to get God back. We worship everything else. Why? So we can include other folk because they don't worship. No. Well, even that's going against God. God said worship him and him alone. It's what the Bible says. And then we've got to remove, we've got to remove that debris. You know, those images, those things that's in our mind that stunts our spiritual growth. Now, 
And after we do that, then we have to make a decision, well, what am I going to do? I've got to acknowledge, okay, God, I've, you know what's amazing to me about David? Even though David sinned with Bathsheba, if you read that text closely, the first thing he said was he had sinned against God and God only had he sinned. But he didn't have Uriah kill the man's wife. But it did not say nothing about Bathsheba, nor did it say anything about Uriah. He told God, he said, I have sinned against you. That's amazing. He didn't deal with the, the, the natural sinful issue. His thing was, God, I've sinned against you. Why? Because he removed God and he took on the desires of his flesh. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Whenever we take on the desires of the flesh and we remove God and put God to the side, then we're really sinning against God. That's how deep the word of God is. All we got to do is take time and, and, and meditate on what the word of God is saying. And, now, and then verse number 19 in Second Chronicles, chapter number 34 says this, And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the Lord, that he rent his clothes. And verse 21 says, then he says, go inquire. Let me give some instructions. Go inquire of the Lord for me and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not done what? Kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. Now, we have to make a decision. The king made a decision. When they discovered the word of God in the temple, we're talking about in the natural, historical, when they discovered now the word of God and they read what was there, immediately they went to a place of repentance. People's hearts are so hard now. So you, we can know that the word is speaking to us, and we can know that God is pulling on our heart, but we will still sit there and say, no, not today. Well, not today could be your very last day. So we need to uh, uh, come to that understanding and say, okay, God, I understand what you're saying. I know what your word says. Purify me, God. Purify me. If it means we have to stand alone, as the saints of God, then stand alone. Because right now, you know where the world is? The world wants all of us to settle for a compromise. Can't do it and not walk with him. Can't, you can't compromise. You got to call black, black, white, white. When it comes to the gospel, there ain't no gray area. And Dr. Manley did, and, and we're closing, Dr. Manley did an altar call yesterday at the funeral at uh, Sister uh, Sister Leslie. And afterwards, I, you know, and praise God, somebody did get saved because spoke to someone later, you know, afterwards. And while they were all eating, and he was talking to someone, and this young man got saved. But I, I, I was, this lady, this is another minister from another location, she was saying, she said, well, I knew that at least two people, God had revealed to her that at least two people were supposed to came, got up, and, and, and accept Jesus Christ. And then she said this. And you know me, when it comes down to the book, you know Dr. Manning, when it comes down to the book, we're going to tell you what the book says, right? No matter what we think, we're going to tell you what the book says. Well, this, this, this minister says, you know, in our church, 
we, uh, our, our bishop tells us to close eyes. And if you want to come to Jesus or you, you got some issues, you raise your hand while everybody's got their eyes closed. She said, so he won't bring no embarrassment. I said, well, can I tell you what the word of God says? I said, the word of God says this. If you are ashamed, meaning God, of me before men, he said, I'm going to be ashamed of you before, before God and the holy angels. So why should I tell somebody to close their eyes so nobody won't see that you're crazy enough to know that you messed up and still don't want nobody to know you messed up? Excuse me, what's wrong with that picture? God says something different. God says, you're ashamed of me if you can't acknowledge you need me. You're ashamed of me. That's what the word of God. See, that's where all that false teaching comes from. Close your eyes so nobody else, you can't tell who raised their hand and said they need to be saved. Well, let me tell you something. Today I got saved. I want to tell everybody. I want everybody to know. I want the work told everybody got saved. I had been, I thought, let me give you a private testimony. I thought I had been working for God, working with God for a long time. I'm still out there going out with the young people, booting, dancing, and everything else, club and everything else. Me, me the teacher. Me the Sunday school teacher now, Sister Sandra. And me out there, I'm out there partying with the young folks. And, I, and, and, and my pastor didn't tell me I was wrong. He might have been somewhere clubbing too. I don't know. But he didn't tell me I was wrong. But I was wrong. But when the word convicted my heart, then I come to the understanding, no, I can't be doing this because I am an ambassador for God. I'm one, I represent God here on earth. Now, if I'm going to look like the world, then who's going to save who? Who's witnessing to who? That's why it's dangerous to get hooked up with somebody that's unequally yoked. Because next thing you know, you're going to be going the way they're going. And if they're, and, 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 and if they're in root on their way to hell, then that's where you're going to. If you're not strong enough. 2 Chronicles chapter number 34. We're talking about once we discover now uh, the purification, as far as the purification of the saints, once we discover all this debris that we have, we got to do something about it, Okay. Now, verse 15 says, And Hekiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Now, he finds it. You won't be able to find what really God has for you or who you are until we remove that debris. We've got to remove the debris from here. This is why Satan plays in the mind. It's full of, it's, the mind is full of mess. It's full of mess. Think about our own individual selves. Think about the things. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Think about some of the things that we think, some of the thoughts. Think about them. And see if those thoughts of, the, of God are, are they fleshly thoughts? Are they lustful thoughts? Amen. Uh, uh, is God, the Holy Spirit, coming close to home? Come close to home. See, and people do not want us to do not want God because we all all we do is deliver what the message what the messenger say. People do not. We all been there. We all done it. We not want God to uncover us, but we don't know. Understand? We already naked. God already exposes us. Okay. So so here it is. Now once you find that, once you remove all that debris, they found they found the word of the Lord. Now. Uh, let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. Keep your place in 2 Chronicles chapter 34. 
And let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 31 to let you know, let you know now, they found the word on the inside, right? Uh, because see, when we show, when we tell you this is where it is, then you'll know, you won't have people to misguide you. You'll know for yourself what the book says, okay? Now, uh, Jeremiah chapter number 31, looking at verse number 33. Now, verse number 33 says this, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, what does he say? I will put my law in their where? Inward parts. In their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Nobody can use the excuse. Well, I don't know. I never know. God says in his word, he says in his word, he has written it in the inward part. That means the word of God is written on the table of our hearts. So there is no excuse. Well, the preacher didn't tell me that. My mama didn't tell me that. My dad didn't know. The Bible says God has already written it on the table of our hearts. It's already written. So there is no, no, as Dr. Mamma said, there is no negotiation when we stand before God and we say, God, I don't know. God says, yeah, you did. I wrote it on the table of your heart. All you had to do was remove that debris. You know, you got to remove that mess. That's what the Lord says. Now, look at this. Now, we can't use nobody for an excuse. Now, verse number 34 says this. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, watch this, know the Lord, for they shall what? All know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. There's two things we want to look at. Now, first of all, God is saying this. Now, you don't have to worry about going to your neighbor and going to your brother. Telling them, so you, 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 need, you need to get another Lord. You, you, you need to get saved. What the Bible says right here, he says, for they shall all know me. God, everybody, some form of fashion, knows that there is a God. They may deny him huh, and go about their own way, but God says all of them will know him. They will know him. Why? He didn't wrote his word, and he is his word on the table of our hearts. So there is no excuse. But what God is going to do, and, and this is what's coming down the pipe, forget about Trump, forget about the administration, forget about the White House, and we worry about, worry about when Jesus is on his way back. Because the thing is, there's got to be a purification, because if we want to go back with him, he said he's looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. See, I thank God for the blood, because I know I got some spots and I got some wrinkles. But with the blood of Jesus, he smoothed every bit of that out. And so, therefore, we've got to begin to walk in the will and the way of God. He said, now listen. Then he says, understand this. He says, he said, for I will forgive their iniquity, your sins. Then he said, I will remember their sin no more. That's another problem people have. Well, I done done too much. God can't forgive me. Well, he said, he'll forgive you. The only people that goes fishing is we ourselves. We, of course, we got other people that will go fishing. They get, they'll, they'll get the fishing pole out, and they'll go fishing in, 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 your, in your reservoir. 
pulling up your stuff, but they forget that they got a reservoir too, and they got a they've got a fishing pole too, and they go they throw they throw that rod on the head, they come pulling that mess up. It's not there. God has put it in the sea, and it cannot be found. There is no way you can throw something in the river or in the sea and the depths that it is, and you can reach down and get it back out. No. God has done away with all that stuff. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Because the word of God says this. If you don't forgive others, God says, I'm not going to forgive you. See, some of these scriptures, we move over. We've got so much hatred in our something. And what gets me is sometimes these are saints. These are supposed to be Christians that got so much hatred in their heart. Now, if God says, if you can't forgive your brother and sister that you see every day, how can you say you love me? There's no way you can say you love God. That's what the Word of God says. So we've got to learn to forgive no matter how folk treat us. The thing we got to remember is this. One day, Christ is going to call me home, and i got to have my mess together. Just like Sister Leslie. Sister Leslie was here with us just a couple of months. But over a week ago, God called her home. Unexpectedly, she's found dead. So the thing is, we don't know when God is coming back for us. So allow him to do the purification. Is it easy? No. Does it feel good? No. It hurts. Trials, tribulation, all that stuff hurts. Purging, purification hurts. How else are we going to get it out? You get to put some fire to it. Sometimes them trials, my God, feel so rough. I mean, the fire is rough. But you know what? Fire will burn up sin, too. Because God is a consuming fire. That's what his words say. So, so we have to understand that there is no excuse for, for serving God or, or worshiping God. There's no excuse. I didn't know that. Yeah, you did. God says, well, on the table by heart. All we have to do is get, remove the debris. Got to remove, remove that. Now, going back, we're almost done. Going back to Second Chronicles. Chapter number 34. What happens now when I discover all of this stuff in the purification? God says, okay, first thing, you've you got to get the object of worship back. God is the object of our worship, nothing else. Number one, we have to get God back. We worship everything else. Why? So we can include other folk because they don't worship. No. Well, even that's going against God. God said worship him and him alone. It's what the Bible says. And then we've got to remove, we've got to remove that debris. You know, those images, those things that's in our mind that stunts our spiritual growth. Now, and after we do that, then we have to make a decision, well, what am I going to do? I've got to acknowledge, okay, God, I've, you know what's amazing to me about David? Even though David sinned with Bathsheba, if you read that text closely, the first thing he said was, he had sinned against God, and God only had he sinned. But he didn't have Uriah killed, the man's wife. But it did not say nothing about Bathsheba, nor did it say anything about Uriah. He told God, he said, I have sinned against you. That's amazing. He didn't deal with the, the, the natural sinful issue. His thing was, God, I've sinned against you. Why? Because he removed God and he took on the desires of his flesh. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. 
Whenever we take on the desires of the flesh and we remove God and put God to the side, then we're really sinning against God. That's how deep the word of God is. All we got to do is take time and, and, and meditate on what the word of God is saying. And, now, and then verse number 19 in Second Chronicles, chapter number 34 says this. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the Lord that he rent his clothes. And verse 21 says, then he says, go inquire. Then he gives some instructions. Go inquire of the Lord for me and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not done what? Kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. Now, we have to make a decision. The king made a decision. When they discovered the word of God in the temple, we're talking about in the natural, historical, when they discovered now the word of God and they read what was there, immediately they went to a place of repentance. People's hearts are so hard now. The, you, we can know that the word is speaking to us, and we can know that God is pulling our heart, but we will still sit there and say, no, not today. Well, not today could be your very last day. So we need to uh, uh, come to that understanding and say, okay, God, I understand what you're saying. I know what your word says. Purify me, God. Purify me. If it means we have to stand alone, as the saints of God, then stand alone. Because right now, you know what the world is? The world wants all of us to settle for a compromise. Can't do it and not walk with him. Can't, you can't compromise. You got to call black, black, white, white. When it comes to the gospel, ain't no gray area. And Dr. Manley did, and, and we're closing, Dr. Manley did an altar call yesterday at the funeral at uh, Sister... Uh, Sister Leslie. And afterwards, I, you know, and praise God, somebody did get saved because spoke to someone later, you know, afterwards. And while they were all eating, and he was talking to someone, and this young man got saved. But I, I, I was, this lady, this is another minister from another location, she was saying, she said, well, I knew that at least two people, God had revealed to her that at least two people were supposed to came, got up, and, and, and accept Jesus Christ. And then she said this. And you know me, when it comes down to the book, you know Dr. Manning, when it comes down to the book, we're going to tell you what the book says, right? No matter what we think, we're going to tell you what the book says. What well, this, this minister says, say, you know, in our church, we, uh, our, our bishop tells us to close eyes. And if you want to come to Jesus or you you got some issues, you raise your hand while everybody's got their eyes closed. She said, so we won't bring no embarrassment. I said, well, can I tell you what the word of God says? I said, the word of God says this. If you are ashamed, meaning God, of me before men, he said, I'm going to be ashamed of you before, for, before God and the holy angels. So why should I tell somebody to close their eyes so nobody won't see that you're crazy enough to know that you messed up and still don't want nobody to know you messed up? Excuse me, what's wrong with that picture? God says something different. God says, you're ashamed of me if you can't acknowledge you need me. 
You are ashamed of me. That's what the word of God. See, that's where all that false teaching comes from. Close your eyes so nobody else, you can't tell who raised their hand and said they need to be saved. Huh, let me tell you something. Today I got to say, I want to tell everybody. I want everybody to know. I want the work told everybody got saved. I had been, I thought, let me give you a private testimony. I thought I had been working for God, working with God for a long time. I'm still out there going out with the young people, booting, dancing, and everything else, club and everything else. Me, me the teacher. Me the Sunday school teacher now, Sister Sandra. And me out there, I'm out there partying with the young folk. And, I, and, 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 and my pastor didn't tell me I was wrong. He might have been somewhere clubbing too. I don't know. But he didn't tell me I was wrong. But I was wrong. But when the word convicted my heart, then I come to the understanding, no, I can't be doing this. Because I am an ambassador for God. I'm one, I represent God here on earth. Now, if I'm going to look like the world, then who's going to save who? Who's witnessing to who? That's why it's dangerous to get hooked up with somebody that's unequally yoked. Because next thing you know, you're going to be going the way they're going. And if they're, and, 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 and if they're in route on their way to hell, then that's where you're going to. If you're not strong enough to walk with God. And minister, well, you, you, you can have some common sense now because you'll lose your way trying to follow people that's not in the word of God. See, God, God is going to purify his saints whether we like it or not. And when he exposes what we have on us, inside of us, we've got to be willing to say, okay, God, here am I. Clean me up. Do what needs to be done in me. Why? Because I want to go back. I, when that, when that uh, big, big bell sound, that trumpet sound, and call my name, hey, I want to say, come on. I want to welcome them. I want, because I want to get up out of this mess. This is a crazy world down here. But you know what? There's another place with some other assignments. And I'm, I'm, I'm so crazy. I'm eager to see what the next assignment is. Because I know I'm going to have a different body. I'm going to be a different world. So I'm, I'm excited about that. See, we think we're going to live right here forever, and this is it. No, baby, this ain't it. It's something even greater on the other side. The purification of the saints. Purification. Purify me, Lord. I want to be purified. Whatever it takes. Is it going to be easy? No. I already thought I'd been through hell and fire already. <laughs> but apparently I'm not where I need to be because the trials keep on coming. The fires keep on coming. But he's going to purify us until we get to where we need to be. Amen. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Amen.